Hey, good morning, everybody. You know, even people who aren't religious at all sound spiritual when they describe their experiences with art and music. Have you ever heard anyone talk about them? You've got to hear this song. It is so moving. It's so powerful. Or they're like, I saw this show. I saw the Van Gogh experience, and it changed me. We're so glad you're at Horizon today. And today we're going to be exploring the wonder of art and music. And our service is going to be a little bit different today. And different is good. Different shapes us out of our norm and helps us see things from a new perspective. It keeps us from getting the, the monotony and the mundane. Uh, we believe the arts are an avenue to encounter a transcendent God. And we hope you experience that today. So we're going to sing more than usual. We have paint and pens. We have air, dry, clay, and different art mediums out. We want you to create during the service. Uh, we have a rope hanging along the wall here. And we have some clips if you want to hang up your art as an act of worship. But above all, we hope today fills you with a sense of wonder, whether you're watching online and you're doodling as you watch this, or whether you're creating something here, or just imagining in your mind as you're moving along by the music and art, we hope today gives you a sense of wonder. But first, let's invite God to come close to us today. Lord Jesus, we are grateful that you came to earth to introduce us to what God is like. Thank you for inviting us to become like you by sacrificing everything for us, so that we might trade the worst part of ourselves for the best part of you. Lord, thank you that you invite us to become your students. And we ask today that you will draw us close, that we'll sense your presence, that you'll know that you are here with us, and that you're for us, not against us. Lord, I pray that as we sing, as we hear the songs, as we see the art, as we create art, that we will recognize that you are in our midst and that you speak through all avenues of beauty and goodness, inviting people to come into a relationship with you. Lord, we pray that the name of Jesus is high and lifted up today. Amen. When Steve Jobs got sick, Yo-Yo Ma came and performed in his living room. He brought along his 1733 Stradivarius cello and performed a concert uh, for Jobs. Now, Jobs was moved to tears by the music that he heard, and he told Yo-Yo Ma, your playing is the best argument I've ever heard for the existence of God, because I don't believe a human alone can do this. Go ahead and tap it again so we can hear a little bit of Yo-Yo Ma. He made Ma promise to play at his funeral, which he ended up doing after Steve Jobs passed. But think about this with me for a second. The most compelling argument Steve Jobs ever heard for the existence of God was music. It wasn't evidence. It was an experience. When he heard music, it moved, it stirred something in him. It wasn't the smartest, but best communicating Christian pastors and thinkers coming into Steve Jobs' living room and saying, look, you're about to die, let us lay out for you why believing in God makes sense. No, it was a musician playing music. It didn't involve speech or even Christians for that matter, because Yo-Yo Ma is not a leader. What music did inside Steve Jobs made him believe that there was something transcendent at work in the world. Even people who aren't religious often describe an experience with a beautiful piece of music as being spiritual. Have you ever thought, why is that? Why does music even feel spiritual? Why does it feel moving? Why does it feel like it matters? 
what is it about music? It, music is literally just sound. Um, it's just in the form of math that our brain ends up converting into melodies. I mean, why does that even exist? Why does it deeply stir something in us? Why do our brains even hear sound oscillations vibrating uh, get translated into our minds into melodies and music? Why does it even happen? When we listen to music, scientists tell us nearly every part of our brain is activated. You can go to that next slide and show the picture of the brain and different parts of the brain that light up when you're listening to music. You want to clear away some brain fog? Listen to music. You know, you ever get that feeling? You're like, I just can't put my thoughts together. They say actually listening to music increases oxygen blood flow to the brain, and suddenly you can think clearer, you can process information better. Within seconds of listening to music, your brain begins to release dopamine, which is the feel-good, happy chemical in your brain. If it's a familiar song that you listen to a lot and your brain knows already, when you're coming up on your favorite part of your, uh, the song, your brain releases dopamine right before that favorite part of the song hits because your brain knows you enjoy it. It pre-enjoys uh, pre the moment of the song that you love. Like if you're like, oh, I just love the bridge in that song, your brain knows that and starts to release dopamine right before it happens because it knows you love that song. That song moves you. Your brain anticipates your favorite parts of the song. Scientists have found that listening to music not only makes you feel good, it boosts immunity to disease by increasing your body's antibodies, it decreases depression and combats Parkinson's disease. They see even people with severe dementia who can no longer speak, if they play their favorite song, they can sing along to it, even if they've lost the ability to speak. Music moves us on a deep spiritual level. Some scientists argue that music may have predated human speech and as a part of it, it has been a part of humanity from the very beginning of our species. If true, it means that humanity started as a musical, which I know Darby would be really excited about if we went back to you, right? If you ever seen La La Land, you know? Like that's how humanity started and we got away from that. Maybe the future of humanity is where everyone is singing all the time. I don't know, that sounds kind of terrible to me, but Darby would love it, right? Um, when you speak, you use the left side of your brain, sometimes called the analytical side of your brain, but when you sing, you use the right side of your brain, the creative part of your brain. So even if the part of your brain that's damaged that allows you to speak, you can still sing. If you have a lisp when you talk, sometimes you don't have it when you sing. Sometimes people can sing even though if they can't speak correctly. When you sing with other people, science has identified that the brain recognizes a bond with other people in the room singing with you, as well as increased neuroplasticity in your brain. You say, what does that mean? By singing with other people, your brain becomes less rigid, you can learn new information easier, you can correct old thoughts that are incorrect, your brain becomes younger, healthier, able to absorb new information, learn new things, have new experiences. Some studies have shown that a group singing in tight harmony develops synchronized heartbeats, essentially entering into a group meditation led by the music. Your favorite band, when they're playing in perfect sync and harmony, their bodies are actually syncing up in rhythm. Their very heartbeats are beating in rhythm. Now the Bible is filled with people singing. In fact, there's a whole book of the Bible called the Psalms, which is literally the sacred songs. 
uh, Colossians 3.16 tells students of how Jesus lived and loved. Encourage one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Singing to God with gratitude in your heart. In Zephaniah 3.17 it says, God himself sings over the people he loves. This is what Zephaniah 3.17 says, Yahweh, God in our midst, the mighty one, he will save us. He will rejoice over us with gladness. He will quiet us with his love. He will rejoice over us with singing. The picture is God, the Father, holding a baby, quieting with his presence, quieting with his song. And God tells Job in Job 38 that at the beginning, the first thing the stars did after being created were to start singing. It's poetic language, but I think it's powerful. In Job 38, 67, it says, And where were you when the foundations were fastened? What were they fastened to? Who laid the cornerstone of creation and reality? When the morning stars sang together, where were you? When all the sons of God shouted for joy. Um, the, Bible, the Bible also ends with singing. In the very last book of the Bible, it says the whole story of humanity ends like this. Humanity gathered before the throne of God, and they sing a new song. Music uniquely moves us and fills us with a sense of wonder because music lets us tap into something ancient and primordial, the songwriter behind the song of the universe. The story of the Bible is quite simply God saying light and life into the cosmos, and he made humans as his agents to keep singing light and life over the earth. But misled by dark forces, humans began singing death and darkness. Jesus came to reteach us the song, to invite us to rejoin the cosmic harmony, to sing with God. We're tossing aside the sheet music that says we're not loved or loved. We say, no, that's not the song we're singing anymore. We're tossing aside the sheet music that says we're alone and worthless, that nothing matters because all we do is sleep and die. The music that says money and violence are the highest powers of life. When we sing together about Jesus, and Yahweh, about love dismantling hate, about death being defeated, we're rejoining the divine song that started in the beginning and we just simply forgot how to sing. We're changing the soundtrack of our lives. We're rewriting the very narrative of our world. When we sing, when we gather and we sing, and we say death not the end, there's life after this, we are rewriting our world. We're rejecting the kingdom of death. And we're living in the kingdom of and so I'm going to invite our band up, and as we sing, you're not just saying the words. You're announcing to all of the universe that the old song is out and that a new song is in.
have the attention span for reading of a goldfish. You know, I can sit and do things for hours. If it comes to reading, I'm like, I think I'm going to take a nap. There are other ways that you can know God. Let me just start off by saying that. I would always get so mad. I don't know if mad is the right word, but frustrated with God. I'm like, you created me how I am. But I got to know you through word? Like, that seems taunting. And as I grow in my faith and grow up and learn new things, I'm like, it's okay to be who I am. It's okay to not want to read. I have terrible reading comprehension. And I'm like, why did you make me this way? I am a artist brain. I see the world differently. I feel like than most people, I see patterns in things and I see faces in the side of a tree and clouds immediately or something else, you know, like there's a shoe path floating by, uh, you know, and it's like I see hearts everywhere and I feel like that's a little reminder that God's like, hey, love you. I see hearts in literally everything. And I found, I'm so grateful for technology, but the older I got, I found I listen to scripture a lot better than I can read it, but I still don't hear the words. These images come to mind. And so like I use Audible and I use the Bible experience. And they, this is gonna be a little funny because I'm gonna read scripture. <laughs> but in the Bible experience, talking about singing and song and art, in Psalms 8, it says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I'm like, that's cool. But then the Bible experience, you're sitting there, you're listening, I can see you in the car, wherever I'm going. And all of a sudden, you get to the Psalms, and they are songs. And it goes, oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all As you're driving down the road, you see trees, and you're seeing the wind moving the trees, and the creation that he has created and put before us. And I'm like, he is majestic. Look at the things that he has created for me to see, to, for me to draw my attention to him. So it's not just, oh, oh yeah, that's majestic in all the earth. Okay, that's great. You know? And so, just to encourage you, if you see the world differently, there's other ways that you can connect with God. In uh, the medieval day, I don't know when they did this, the, for the people who were illiterate, I'm like, that's my jam, uh, they would build the cathedrals and put in the stained glass windows and paint a picture of what the gospel was, the life of Jesus. And so, as I listen to scripture, as I listen to different things throughout the Bible, I see images. And this first image over here is when I was reading about Moses. And every, well, I shouldn't say everybody knows the story of Moses, but most people. He was Hebrew. 
and Pharaoh was going to kill all the Hebrews, so his mom sent him down the river, and he was adopted by Pharaoh, and he grew up in the house of Pharaoh. Killed a man, ran away, and he met his wife out in the wilderness, in the desert, and as he was walking along, something caused a moment of wonder. It made him stop and go look. And it was a bush that was on fire that was not being consumed. And I'm like, how amazing would that be to see? And I've always seen pictures on like those felt boards, you know, or whatever, of like, oh, this is a burning bush. And they're always this dry, crispy bush. But, you know, whatever, I'm like, just going to move on from that. So I painted this picture over here from the, the inspiration of that story. And it's a bush that's fully alive, green, and it's on fire. And I was like, I do, I have a Bible journal, and I like doodling pages in the margins. And I'm like, the flames shouldn't just be flames. This is the first time that God gives us his name. And it is I am. And all the things that come after that, I am literally everything. So in the flames, I just saw in my mind that the flame should spell out I am. And so at first glance, you're like, oh, that's just a bush on fire. Everybody kind of knows that story. But when you look deeper and you take a moment to pause and to wonder at the majesty and the majesticness of our Lord and Creator, you see I am in the bush. You see him in the trees. You see him in the things that are like, Hold up, that's weird, you know. But it it makes you stop and pause. And I'm gonna just share one more uh, thing. And I get like insecure about sharing this because I make these things for myself. And Alex is like, share my little plan. And so I took Psalms one. In verse 2 and verse 3, it says, But those who delight in the law of the Lord, and whose mind meditates on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. And so I have this, I redrew this, because it's just in my Bible journal. And... This is just what my brain sees when I hear that. I'm like, oh, this is like a person who's like a tree. And I'm like, no, that tree is a person. They are deeply rooted in the word of God and the love of Jesus. And it brings forth life and beauty and shade and calmness for all around it to enjoy. In Maine, we were at a cabin and it was just Oh, it was so nice to just sit under the trees and listen. I probably have 15 videos of just the wind blowing through the trees. And then my broken phone, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I just want to recapture this moment. And it's so hard to do that sometimes. And we're just like, oh. the wind that Jesus gives us to refresh our souls. And so in the trees here, it just looks like crazy, scratchy leaves. But it's the names of Jesus and the names of God. And so he's my comforter. He's my ever-present help in time of need. He's my counselor. He's my king. He's Jesus. He's the prince of peace. And so it just looks like garbage to most people in scratch. But it's like, this is what I see. So if you are not somebody 
Who wants to know God through the reading of scripture? Let's hang out. Because I'm all about getting out of the box, getting off the pages. I'm not going to rip pages out of the Bible and throw them. Because <laughs> I'm like, yes, the Bible is the inspired word of God, but this is not God. This is not Jesus. He is a living being. And he comes and he wants to dwell with us. And however you've been created, that is the talent that God wants you to use to praise him and to take a moment of wonder to pause and just to see the beauty around you. And it might not even be through art. It might not be through music. It might be through a random conversation before church and then you offer to make somebody tacos that they have been dreaming of for years and they were the best tacos I've had in my entire life. That was a moment of wonder for me. <laughs> Angie has a gift when it comes to the kitchen that I do not have, so I thank you for that. So find, find what you are supposed to use your talents. Find what talents you have, and it might be for reading. Alex loves reading and meditating and thinking about the words. And I'm like, we see the world very differently, and that's okay. That's the beauty of it all. So I challenge you to get out of the box and find whatever way is best for you to connect with God.
rural countries. You can find out more about them on my website at Compassion.com. If you'd like to give to support the work that Horizon is doing, you can do so online at relationshipsnotreligion.com. We have a bucket by the back door, and we also have a Venmo in the PayPal. Our community dinner is this Tuesday. We are changing the day, so it's Tuesday, just so everybody knows. 6 p.m. at Alex and I's house. Um, and our core value for the week, we are people-driven. We're about relationships, not religion. It's our website. It's our tagline. It's what we believe. We think people are more important than programs and things. So we celebrate the stories and not the numbers. Amen. I hope and pray that you can see the loving hand of God move as you listen to music, listen to music this week, as you look at art, as you create art. See the God reaching out to you who loves you. You are dismissed. Thank you.